0: I do a lot of what I call transformative work with my clients when it comes to that, because part of your health is making sure mentally and emotionally and spiritually that you're all together. Um, If we just, like you said, if I just handed you your programs, even if they were completely customized and perfect, if there's mental blocks there, if there's something going on that's keeping you from doing those, they're not going to help you any. So I am very big into really making sure that we dive a little bit deeper and we go okay why like what what's the root cause here what's going on for you what's coming up for you
1: welcome to the horsewoman project a podcast where we talk about all things horsewoman from relationships to truck issues taking care of your nutrition and fitness and of course horses Hey Miss Michaela, how are you today?
0: I am doing really good actually. I have been focusing this week my focus has been on keeping my stress manageable and it has greatly improved. <laughs> so, win for me.
1: Awesome. Take your own advice that you give all your clients, right?
0: <laughs> oh, seriously. There's so many days I'm like I need to actually practice what I preach and start handling this <laughs> instead of ignoring it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, dealing with it. Sometimes it's easier to just push it under the rug, and be like, I'm fine. It's fine. <laughs> Instead of dealing with it. <laughs>
0: oh, 100%. 100%. So some of the things I've been focusing on is trying to make sure I've got my morning routine solid, where one of my biggest things with my morning routine is making sure I get a 1000 steps. Um, first thing in the morning before I come in and get ready for work. And it's been really nice because my husband and I have actually started taking the dogs for walks in the morning. So then I end up getting like more than half of my steps in the morning before starting work. And that's been really, really nice. Um And then just making sure I'm taking time to actually have fun. I was talking to Eric this week. I think it was Monday. And I was like, you know what? I just am constantly in this state of, I want to be happy. Gosh, dang it. Like, that's all I want. Is that too much to ask? Like, I just want to be happy. And And then I realized I'm like, yet I'm not doing any of the things that make me happy. Like the things that make me happy, I'm cutting those out so I can work more. (laughs) And I'm like, that's really dumb. So that's actually really helped switch my, my attitude and my mindset this week is I'm like, okay, I do like, like this morning, I went with a girlfriend and she's teaching me how to can different things. Cause that's one of like, the things that she's really gotten into. So she's taught me how to can jam this morning. And I'm like, you know what? Yes, I am going to make time for this. I am going to go and, and learn this. And it's not like my business is not going to fall apart just because I went and spent an, spent an hour learning how to make jam this morning, you know? Um, and then like really making sure that I really prioritize my time to ride Sandy and do my conditioning work that I want to do with her and spending more time outside. Cause I just, I haven't, done that it's been it's been a crazy couple of months where I just have you know been on the grindstone of like I've got to be moving things forward and to do that like I've got to be miserable and just realizing like oh my gosh but I don't have to be miserable (laughs) like I I could do this and you know like yes it's going to be a little bit stressful still but if I make sure to do the things that actually make me happy so I actually have a life it tends to be a lot better
1: I fully agree there Sometimes it's easier said than done when you run your own business because you do have to work super hard to make sure that your business keeps going and is successful. And yeah, there's a lot that goes with that. So good for you for taking some time for yourself. And even when it's hard, (laughs) even when it takes squeezing one extra hour out of the day.
0: (laughs) No, seriously. Because gosh, last week, I think I worked like 12 hour days. And within that, we traveled all over the place for 4 days and i still got in like 12 hours of work on those days like it just it was nuts so i definitely have been burning the candle on both ends and i need to just chill out and breathe and <laughs> remind myself like life is not about work it is about actually enjoying experiences so that's been my priority this week is making sure that each day i'm doing at least one thing that is just for me to be happy and that's going to just improve Me and make me feel like I have a life and it's not just work all the time.
1: Yeah, for sure. My thing of choice this week to do for me is sleep. (laughs) I have had COVID all week and it has been miserable. And um, so, even just for two days, I didn't ride any horses. So then I made them up on the weekend when I was still feeling really crappy. And I remember one of the days my ears were so full of just fluid and just horrible that I couldn't break a walk with a horse because I got into trotting and I was so dizzy. So um, luckily there's a lot you can do with a horse at the walk. You can work on a lot of maneuverability things and a lot of other things. So we still got to, got our stuff done, but yeah, it's just been taking breaks and lots and lots of breaks and lots and lots of naps. <laughs> I'm finally finally starting to feel better so hopefully yeah, now I can finally. start making time for my own horses oh seriously
0: I swear like isn't this your sixth time having COVID I don't like know you've had it so many times
1: <laughs> it's at least my <laughs> second or third so.
0: right i like I feel like every month <laughs> you've had COVID no that's just how I feel as a friend but <laughs> I'm sure I'm over exaggerating
1: a little bit a little bit I've actually been pretty good for a while but the school started again and I think there's just a few things going around so
0: that is true I feel like over the summer you didn't get sick very much if at all
1: yeah for sure that vitamin d from the sun yeah. too man it helps <laughs> yeah almost, for sure almost time to start adding the, that back into my supplements
0: <laughs> take some vitamin d
1: <laughs> I've
0: been doing that um
1: added did a bunch
0: of vitamin d for me because I went and got my blood work done and I was super deficient and it was causing lots of problems and man just just adding or boosting that up has really helped a lot just in my overall fatigue and my brain fogginess and achiness like now I feel great <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's awesome. It makes a big difference for me when I take it in the winter time. Just cuz you're all covered up and you don't get all of that natural vitamin D from the sun. So, once I started doing that in the winter times, it's been way better. So, well, Michaela, I want to dive into your professional life today. So, um, the first thing that I want to ask you is just do you want to explain what you give your clients what you offer as far as a service provider Um, because I do feel like especially with me having been a former client there were several things that you did that I was unaware of when I signed up and it was like this massive cherry on top that I was like oh you do that (laughs) so yeah I want to kind of dive into what it is that you offer as a professional
0: yeah um I do need to do a lot better about talking about this because you, especially when you started as a client, like you're like my best friend and you don't even know <laughs> everything I provide. Obviously, I need to talk a little bit more. Um, So I appreciate the question and for you making me talk about all of the things. Um, So what do I do as a coach or um, a fitness nutrition professional? There's quite a bit that goes into it because for me my overall mission for each woman each woman I work with I um prioritize horse women specifically because you know th- you guys are are my people <laughs> and I love to watch the confidence and the strength and just overall well-being of horse women improve and I love to see how it improves their connection with their horses and that is a big piece of what I want to do and a big mission that I have. And I want them to be able to do this for their life. Like, I don't want to be another quick fix program that they dive into. They lose quick pounds and then they immediately gain it all back when they're done because they're not eating my specialized foods or my specialized teas or my, you know, any anything like that. I want to truly teach them how to find what is best for them and what is best for, what their life looks like and for their goals and help them shape it into something that can become a lifestyle. So that is my number one goal and and mission with each woman that comes with me. So parts of that, like I do quite a bit of things. Um, A lot of people come in and they think all they're getting is the fitness nutrition, right? Like, oh, you're going to give me some workouts and and tell me what to eat. And that's not quite what I do. Like even if we look at the nutrition and fitness-based things, I am a lot more thorough than than a lot of people are used to. Um, everything I do is customized because like I said, I want to be able to help each woman who comes to me shape what they are doing and what their life looks like. And if I just hand them like, Like Camry, like your old program. If I just handed any other woman your program, it would not get them the same results you got in my program. It just it wouldn't be for them. It wouldn't work for them. So everything I do when it comes to fitness and and nutrition is one hundred percent customized. And for instance, like with my training program, with each horsewoman that comes in, I do a movement assessment and a riding assessment for each woman, so I can see what are we lacking, what pieces. What what is what weaknesses do we have that we need to strengthen, and that can be like something that we notice in their posture, something in their range of motion, something in their mobility can be a strength issue, um, and we'll see that in both their riding, and their movement assessments. And one hundred percent of the time, the weaknesses that we see in the movement assessments translate to the writing assessments. Um, so when I get those back and I learn more about my clients, because I always do a big life audit as well. So they come in and they let me know what are their schedules look like? What kind of a lifestyle do they have? Are they willing to train, you know, however many days? How, how much time do they really truly have to train? So taking all of that information, that's what I build my program or their program around right it's It's based on their movements, it's based on their weaknesses, it's based on their individual body, <laughs> right.
1: Um so go ahead. <laughs> so you just reminded me when you were doing my movement assessment months ago, <laughs> um you made me very self-conscious of my lunging, Michaela. <laughs> <laughs> So apparently my lunges looked like I was dancing or something. I don't know.
0: <laughs> she had she had some dancer hips going on.
1: <laughs> I'm like, shut up. It's fine. That's how I lunge, okay? <laughs> well, hopefully it wasn't like too self conscious, but no, definitely I just giggles. <laughs> And the only reason it's funny is because we're friends. Like you probably wouldn't have even said anything. <laughs> Yeah, anyway. no, you're right. <laughs> tangent, tangent. You're <laughs> Carry right. Carry on.
0: <laughs> um but yes, like Camry said, so doing movement assessments, I'm just watching what's going on in your body, what what biomechanical features are we missing in your riding and your movement and that's what the training is. So I have people who like we literally train twice twice a week for 20 minutes. That is it you know, and and it's all from home. And then I have some other people who are more advanced and have some different goals and they work out five days a week for an hour to an hour and a half each session. It all depends on the person. But, you know, if I handed the the person who's working out two days a week from home, the same program that my client who's working five days a week at the gym, it would not work, right? That person would be set up for failure and they wouldn't get the results that they're looking for. Um, And I think there's a lot of um, misconception and that like everyone feels like they have to be doing the same thing and that's not true you can't find what works for you
1: yeah absolutely and um, you know when I think of a personal trainer or a fitness nutrition coach one of the first things that pops into my head is someone like uh, what's her name Jillian Michaels is that her name uh-huh <laughs> is like yelling in your face and like do five more reps and like super intense you know what I mean and so that's generally the idea that I get is just a lot of being pushed to do a lot and and being pushed really really hard Um, and I really like your approach because it's actually I feel like similar to my horse training approach too which is we want you to grow but we want to have this incremental steady state growth that's not just like here let's try and take you from this level down here boom and let's skip five levels and try and push you into this massively difficult thing that as soon as you're done with my program you're just going to drop off the face of the earth and not continue with any of it um so i really really love that about your program that it isn't just that jillian michael's like screaming yelling pushing you insanely insanely hard it's it really is about something that you can maintain, something that's going to stick with you for your life um, and not just while you're, while they're with you. So,
0: yeah, well, thanks. I appreciate that. I'm definitely, that is not even my uh, personality. So (laughs) to even try to embody (laughs) Jillian Michaels would not, would not work for me. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like I said, I mean, my goal is to always help someone do it for their life. And However, I can help them do that. That's, that's how I want to do it. And that's, that's my priority. Um, I, so I guess kind of going from there, I talked a little bit about my nutrition. Um, I call it a program, but it I don't know if program is the right word, because again, it's not like this cookie cutter thing right um so with each each new client that comes into me um we do a nutrition audit so i take a look at what they are eating on a day-to-day basis over over the course of like a couple of days or or a week and just see like are they missing any big pieces in their nutrients that's what i'm going to look for first is what can we add to their diet to help boost up their nutrient value before we even jump into something like a fat loss phase um Because if their nutrients aren't where they need to be, a fat loss phase isn't going to serve them. It's actually going to hurt them in the long run. And I want them to first learn the habits that they need to maintain for a healthy lifestyle and a healthy body and a more energetic body and a stronger body before we shoot for anything like a smaller size. Um, And again, it is 100% customized to each person. So like, for instance, right now I've got a client who – she tracks her food by taking pictures of her food. And we take a look and we, and we discuss like portion sizes. We discuss, okay, what is missing in this day? What, what could you add here when you go to this restaurant? Let's take a look at the menu. What, what can go a little bit better here? Right. Um, And then I've got some clients who we do like a full macronutrient tracking nutrition or calorie tracking. We do the whole nine yards and they tend to be my more high, higher performing clients, right. Who are in a place where they mentally like to do that. (laughs) You know, they love to fit those numbers together and they love the results that they get. Um, Definitely those clients tend to get the quicker results just because it is a lot easier to get quicker results when you do have all of those bases. But not everyone is there yet, right? So oftentimes that's kind of where I like to start people just to see like, are they here? But there's a lot of times, like I just onboarded a a new client where it's like, Okay the moment the moment I gave her her targets it was oh, like it, she just had a hard time handling it, and that's that's okay like we take a step back and go okay no problem let's do what you can handle let's take away these targets let's talk about what what can you handle what do we need to do to make this so it truly is a a habit change for you um again like the people who are coming in and want the quickest results being able to to start off with that and most people are like oh yeah yeah that's not going to be a problem And then they find out like, okay, actually this is really overwhelming and that's okay. You know, like we can always take a step back and we can always simplify and that's never a problem. And that's, and I don't want to ever stick somebody in this box and be like, oh my gosh, if you can't do this, then nothing will work for you. And that's not true. There's a lot of things that can work for you and tracking is an amazing tool that is helpful, but some people like I've got another client right now where I have, Taking it and she's not even allowed to track for a little bit, you know, she, she needs that mental break and she needs to take a step back and, and really focus on what have you learned from this tool? What, what are the different areas of your life that, that you can focus on that you are being successful at, right? So again, it's just, it's all customized depending on the person and what they need. Um, and not everyone comes to me for fat loss. I've got a few clients who are here to actually grow, um, to actually build muscle to actually gain some weight or to increase their energy. And all of that can be boosted by both the fitness and the nutrition that they're having in each day. So those are definitely like the biggest foundations of my program is definitely that, like, that's, you know, that's why people are initially coming to me. Um but then I also do quite a bit as far as like with my horsewomen. So I do take on people who aren't horsewomen as well, but with my horsewomen specifically, we do quite a bit in the riding portion as well. Um, where again, like I'm looking at their riding assessments, they're shooting me videos. I'm we're discussing, depending on their level, different things that need to that need to work. So for instance, I've got a client right now who's a high-level reiner. She is doing some amazing, amazing work and she doesn't really need me for the basic, like, hmm, try this with your horse or let's try this groundwork exercise or this, this riding exercise. She needs me more for her riding seat, right? Like we're doing quite a bit to help strengthen her riding seat and get her out of her horse's way and help her and her horse both excel in what her overall goals are in the reigning world, Um and then I've got a couple of other clients who are more beginners, you know, where they they have a pretty good base where I can help just boost that. And we do that through some simple groundwork exercises that I shoot them as part of their training program, or we do some simple writing exercises for them to try. Um, but then they shoot me videos and we go through them and we talk about different things, like if there's a tack issue that I'm noticing or... Even, um, like, I had, had a video the other day where there was a lameness issue I was noticing in the horse that we, that we brought up. And we said, okay, like, here's kind of what I'm seeing. Here's how I would do this as, as the horse's owner. So I want you to go practice this on your horse. And if we, if we notice that there's more than what I'm just telling you, then let's get a vet on, on board here. Um, but I really want to help people learn how to be true horsemen or horsewomen, right, and and be able to do do all of the things, um, so that's a big piece of our riding instruction as well, and if we notice any weaknesses as they shoot me their riding videos, I make adjustments to their training program to go along with that as well, and to help boost that as well.
1: Yeah, I remember that was one of my favorite parts, actually, when you were working with me, and uh, it was just fun to be able to see my seat change Um, because that's what you were working on with me was really helping me get out of some of the bad habits that I'd gotten into with being a cult starter and, you know, shortening my stirrups and having my feet too far out in front of me, different things like that, that you tend to do as a cult starter as a little bit of self-preservation. And actually I have noticed a huge change in just my balance and my ability to stay with a cult because actually doing those things that I thought were going to help my self-preservation actually made me less balanced in the saddle so I wasn't able to stay with the colts as well and now I'm able to stay with them a lot better and even on first rides I can see my legs are nice and long and lengthened and instead of being short and out in front um, so it's been nice to be able to kind of get that jump started and be able to carry on even after leaving you. So it's it was it was a fun part of the process to really evaluate myself because I'm always the coach, right? <laughs> I'm always the one talking to my clients and my students and looking at their writing and just kind of not really realizing how far I'd let mine kind of get a little out of whack. So Yeah.
0: Um learning how to critique yourself is so important. And that's that's a big piece like both in my training program. So like off the saddle work, my clients are sending me videos of how they are doing their movements. They're sending me videos if they're having any issues. And what this allows them to do is is, it's a twofold thing. Like one, it allows me to be able to correct them, right? And say, oh, hey, this is why you're noticing this issue or "Mm, you're not quite doing this right. And it's actually going to lead to injury. Let me show you how to do it correctly. Um, But then it also teaches them to look at themselves, Right. Because 100% they're going to look at themselves before they shoot me this video. And the clients who do it consistently and who really are consistent at sending me these videos, pretty soon they can start critiquing themselves and going, Oh, I noticed this. So in the first video, I noticed this. So I tried to fix it. And then they'll send me another video. And sure enough, they fixed it. You know, they fixed it themselves. And that is exactly what I want from them. Because again, it's not going to work if you. If you constantly need somebody all the time, but if you can kind of look at yourself and go, Oh yeah. Okay. And there's not, there's never anything wrong with having someone there to guide you either. Like I have my own coaches in all sorts of areas right now. And I will probably always have my own coaches because I, I love the growth process. Um, but there is going to be that power in learning how to be confident and critiquing yourself as well. And that, that goes with your writing. Like you were saying, like being able to look and go, Oh yeah, like I noticed the differences or, or look back at yourself and go, Oh, I just, I need to tweak this or I need to do that. And that's just part of the learning process. Right.
1: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So speaking of a little bit of the writing portion. So I feel like there's a lot of the physical part of, you know, the fitness part that goes into making you a better rider other than like outside of your saddle time. So do you want to dive into a little bit of kind of how you tailor workout programs and things um, to help specifically to help horsewomen?
0: Yes. So if I'm understanding you correctly, are you wanting to know just some specific things I've seen in clients that that I've added to their programs because of it? Or what are you looking for?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean just kind of some of the I guess more common things that you run into that maybe are helpful for for your riders. And then um kind of a lot of what I'm wondering about is I feel like as horsewomen a lot of us are really busy. <laughs> right because we are a lot of us are moms um and so we have kids we have soccer games we have baseball games we have um our our jobs with some of us if we have a job outside of that and then we have our horses so with all of that kind of how do you kind of go into I guess how you tailor that and like I said maybe some of the more common things that have really you've noticed have helped horsewomen
0: okay yeah no for sure so again um a lot of this is going to be based on what I see in each individual's assessments, right? Um, so whatever I see in your writing assessment or movement assessment. But as far as some of the more common things that I'm seeing, a lot of women um, that I get that I notice like in their writing assessments are similar to you, where legs are sticking out in front of them, Um their feet and their stirrups are just not quite optimal for how they are riding. Um, a lot of times the posture is, is a little bit off where, um, I see a lot of like lower lumbar. So like the lower part of your back, um, right, right above your glutes tends to be a little bit weak, um, with a lot of women that I see as well. And I often get, and it always, <laughs> I kind of roll my eyes sometimes. Cause I, 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 work with a lot of other trainers or I'm kind of just you know networking with a lot of other trainers who will sometimes get horse riders and 100% what they will do for their horse riders is like oh well great we'll just we'll just strengthen your inner thighs and have you squat a lot which granted you are going to need some strength in those areas but if you are riding pretty darn consistently chances are your inner thighs so your adductors are already pretty darn strong And they probably aren't the things that are causing a lot of the writing imbalances or issues that we're seeing. So a big one that I normally notice is um, glute weaknesses actually are a big one that I see. And so I almost always am going to really focus on the glutes um, with my women. Because when those are weak, everything else gets out of balance. Those are the biggest muscles in your body and some of the strongest muscles in your body and when those aren't engaging correctly especially in your riding you aren't going to be able to stay seated in the saddle and you're not going to be able to maneuver your body or your legs or any part of yourself in the way that you need to and be able to actually sit and ride with your horse you know versus against your horse so that's a big one that I see is like almost always I'm going to have to strengthen the glutes that is something that even though we like big glutes most of the time um the way that we try to get them isn't always always the best way to actually strengthen the glutes or you know it often can get ignored in some different movement areas um another one I see a lot too is actually weaker backs um kind of like like when you came in, Camry, we were noticing you had your arms pushed forward quite a bit. Shoulders were kind of forward. And even though you were trying really hard to roll them back, it's really fatiguing to hold them there if your back isn't strong enough. So that's always always something I'm going to add quite a bit to my programs as well for my horsewomen is really increasing their back strength. Because man, when you get that strong, it's like you don't, then you don't have to always think about rolling your shoulders back and trying to hold them there, that your back's naturally going to hold the things where it needs to be if that makes sense.
1: Um, Yeah. And we we did talk about that in our um, posture episode that we did a few months back. So if you want a few more details on kind of some postural work, um, things like that, then go and sneak a listen to that episode. So
0: yes, we'll link to that one. Um, So another thing you asked me,
1: oh, sorry, go ahead. Actually, that's what I was just about to dive into is I'm like, okay, the time thing jump into this with me here, because I feel like that is super, super common for us horsewomen, right? So I guess, how do you evaluate how much time um, each individual client is willing to give and how far you can push them kind of a thing?
0: Yeah. So (laughs) again, it's going to be like independent between each individual. So um, like I said before, when any client comes into me, I'm they have a lot of information that they're giving me. So I, I give them a form to fill out where I ask very specific questions like, what does your daily schedule look like? What are some stressors in your life that you have right now? How much time are you willing to train? How much time do you currently train? Um Most of the time, I'm not going to lie, most of the time my women come in and they train like, not at all or that maybe maybe they're doing like once a week or you know have a couple of classes and almost almost 100 percent of the time when they fill this form out they are like oh i would be willing to train five days a week even though i'm currently only doing one right and a lot of that is very normal because they come in motivated and ready to go um but so i asked them very specifically that too but then i also kind of look at that and go okay If you're coming to me and you're only training one day a week or you're not training consistently at all, is it really going to be realistic for her to train five days a week? Probably not. Right. So I actually start them off a little bit slower and go, hey, let's, let's, uh, let's step you into this versus just like, overkill you out of the gate um so like women who come in like that who are training who are not training as consistently it's like i always am going to start with two days a week because like you know what no matter what like yes you might have a bunch of kids things you might have a bunch of horse things you can fit two days in a week of at least half an hour at times. time that's that's one hour the entire week to do a quick training session whether that's at home or at the gym um so i always start with a base of at least two and at least a half an hour each session, because again, no matter what, like I've got some very busy moms and very busy horsewomen, but no matter what they can do two days, right? Even if that means they, they save their workouts for the weekends, that's what they do. Or if they save it for when kids are at school or um, in the evenings, when the kids are in bed or early in the mornings before the kids get up, no matter what you can make two days work. Um. So then from there, if like, right now, I have a client right now. She's a busy mom. She works like two jobs, I think, plus she's doing a bunch of stuff with her horses. So we, start her, we started her off with two days a week. But she has some pretty big goals where she really wants to increase her strength and really wants to increase her muscle growth. And the two days a week at half an hour is just not cutting it. So then we I'm in constant contact with my clients. So we're constantly talking to each other about different things that are going on. Um, so I brought it up to her and was like, hey, so you've got these pretty awesome goals. and I'm really excited for you. However, if you really want to achieve these, you do need to probably add in at least one more day of, of training. So your body gets the correct amount of volume to actually see the growth you're wanting to see. And so we talk about it. We talk about, okay, how are you going to fit this in? What is this going to look like? How how like can we increase it to an hour, or do we need to keep it at a half an hour? Um, so for her, like we we waited out for about another month, and now she's going to start jumping into three days a week going forward, so she can see those gains. Um, but again, I'm going to be talking to my clients. I'm never going to implement a change without saying, "Hey, like, what do you think about this? This is why I think you need it. This is why this would be good for you." let's talk about it. Um I'm definitely not the type of trainer who would just surprise you're going to do 4 days a week now. You know, that's that's just not who I am and I don't want it to be something that makes them feel like they just can't do anything, right? Or get into that all or nothing mindset. Um yeah, does that does that answer that question or should I go into another
1: No. I love that. And that's the one thing that I kind of want to dive into next, which is the level of communication that you have um and the the way that you help build your client's confidence, because we have talked about confidence quite a bit between horse training um, between the horse work that you used to do in riding lessons um and just in everything that you do there's confidence is a big key component there, and I feel like the thing that helped me the most when I was your client was realizing that you were going to be there for me for the the mental things, the stress things the dealing with the, those parts of the process too, instead of just, just do the thing, you know, instead of, well, here's the nutrition plan, just do it. Here's the workout plan, just do it. You know, there was support there. Um, I feel like that was the part that really helped me the most. So do you want to kind of describe a little bit about that portion of your program?
0: Yeah, of course. So I do a lot of what I call transformative work with my clients when it comes to that, because part of your health is making sure mentally and emotionally and spiritually that you're all together. Um, If we just like you said, if I just handed you your programs, even if they were completely customized and perfect, if there's mental blocks there, if there's something going on that's keeping you from doing those, they're not going to help you any. So I am very big into really making sure that we dive a little bit deeper and we go, okay, why? Like what? what's the root cause here? What's going on for you? What's coming up for you? Um, so with that, um, I do a, like a lot of mindset shift work where where we'll dig in and if something comes up, like let me see if I can think of an example here. Um, I had a client a few weeks ago who was just really struggling with tracking her food. And she's one that she, she's been tracking just fine up until like the last month or so. And it just kind of kept coming up and just, this was hard. So hopped on a call. I, I love to do face-to-face calls with my clients. That's how I like to communicate. We'll, we message back and forth, but then for the deeper things, we'll do Zoom calls. Um, So we hopped on a call and just dove in. I'm like, okay, what is, what is truly coming up for you here? Because I honestly do not feel like tracking is the problem. Because when it comes down to it, tracking takes you 30 seconds a day. Like it is not a big deal. It is actually very easy to do. And it is something that is actually very helpful. Right. Um, And what we were able to find was she had some actually like just some mental blocks with food that was happening that was coming up for her. Um, And it was something that she probably had before. But because when she first started the programs do and it's exciting so it's really easy to kind of push those things down to the bottom and be like oh it's fine i'll just do this like yeah it's coming up but i'm just gonna push it down like it's fine so the longer that you do something and the longer you have that habit the more that you're gonna start finding things come up for you like once once the novelty wears off you're gonna start finding some things um and i love working with clients through these because it's really empowering so Um, like with her, like we talk about it and then we go, okay, what, what do you think would be the best way of handling this? What do you think you need here? Because I can give you, I could give anybody a lot of suggestions and a lot of things, but I want all of my girls to learn how to kind of critique themselves, right? Like just like in the training and writing, I want them to be able to ask themselves questions and to be able to coach themselves through things. So I, I try to guide people through that and be like, okay, well, What would you do, you know, like, or if, if you are someone who is a coach too, like, how would you talk to a client who's having the same issue as you? Um, What do you think would be the best way to handle this in a way that you are still going forward in your goals without like self-sabotaging, you know? And if they don't know, then of course, like I'll, I'll give them some suggestions and we, and we go down a road. Like for instance, this client, we're like, okay, I think there, there needs to be a shift in what we're doing here. I think we need to actually step away from tracking for a little bit and focus on more um, food relationship type stuff where um, we focus on like mindset work. I have her reading a specific book and practicing some, some just mindfulness practice. Well, I call it more intentional. Sometimes mindfulness to me, it's like people use that as a crutch a little bit. So for me, it's intentional. Like, are you being intentional about what you're doing and about the choices that you're making um so again there's nothing that's ever set in stone because it truly is like i'm just a part of your team right when you come in like me you if you have a horse your horse we're a team you know and i'm just a part of your team and that is really important to me like i can't just sit and be a dictator to you It, it won't work we need to be a team. We need to work together. We need to come up with solutions together. If there's something that comes up, it's like, Hey, like, just talk to me. You know, we got this. Um, but stress management is a huge one that comes up. Like for you, you noticed stress management was a big thing. And the truth is when stress is high, nothing else can really happen. So that is something I handle quite a bit. Um, and a lot with the confidence work, like you mentioned, A lot of women come to me specifically for the confidence work. That is my passion. That's what I love to help people with. And a lot of times low confidence is paired with high stress and high anxiety. So we do a lot of work on, hey, let's get these to baseline. What do you need to do daily? What do you need to do when this comes up? And make that a big part of the health practice. So for instance, if I've got a client that um, that is having a high stress issue. Like I've got one right now where he will sometimes get some anxiety going into different things. And so one thing that we've practiced with him is um, doing a breathing exercise every night to have, one, help him sleep, but two, help him lower his stress. And um, part of my process is I use a customized app for everybody. And part of that is like, I can assign things like, okay, do your breathing exercise, check it off when you've got it done. So I can see that you're doing it. And I can see that you are meeting those goals. And if you're not, we can discuss it. You know, every week we have a weekly check-in where I'm checking everything that they're doing. I'm checking their habits. I'm checking their nutrition. I'm checking their writing. I'm checking their training. I'm I'm checking everything. And if they're not doing something or they are missing a piece, I am going to question them. And I'm, I'm going to, or question, you know, like you, Camry. I'm going to say, hey, <laughs> tell me what's going on here. How come this didn't get done? And Yeah. And I'll challenge them. Like if there is a piece that is like, ah, like, so you just dropped the ball here. Let's talk about this. Right. And sometimes it is valid too. Sometimes. Yeah. Like all hell broke loose and you just did what you could and that's okay. We're picking up and this is a new week. And sometimes that is what it is. Um, but without really diving into the mindset and emotional work, there's just not a lot of solidifying that goes into making this
1: a lifestyle. Yeah, and I love that you can push your clients like that. Um, you have this perfect balance, I feel like, of being able to be compassionate and be growth-minded enough to be able to push them, but not push them so far that they're going to just fall off the edge. <laughs> so I, I love that about you. Um Just because it, I think it can be difficult to find that balance of how, how hard do you push, you know, (laughs) before you just, the pushing creates more stress instead of the pushing helping with the stress, you know? So, yeah, well, and I
0: appreciate that because it's definitely a constant battle for me as a coach because everyone's different too. It's like, man, especially with you and I, you and I have a relationship. I can push you in a lot of different ways that I can't (laughs) push some other clients. right, And learning that and then coming into other clients who like we have no relationship right we're we're just barely building that and it is gonna be a bit different so there's always this this give and take and this balance and there are times it's like man I'll have a tough conversation with a client and I'll just go and throw up and it's just like I hope they take this the way that they need it and I have yet to have a client who didn't (laughs) luckily knock on wood um because it can be hard to challenge people and it can be hard to call people out and say, hey, come on, like, you can do better than this. It is hard because I definitely love to be the cheerleader. That is my favorite position to be. And I am like the best cheerleader and I am the best, like, man, I will motivate you. I will get you going. And I hate the like, well, I don't hate it. Like, I'm learning to love it, <laughs> I think is the best best way to say it. Like, I'm learning to love being able to dive into that more like hardcore, like ah, let's let's get a move on here. Like that's not okay for you to to do that to yourself. Let's let's push forward. Let's set some boundaries here. Um, but yeah, definitely trying to find that balance. It can be hard as a coach because everyone is different. Just just like everything else is customized, the way that I'm going to approach things with you is very different. Like for instance, I um, coach this uh, couple, so a husband and a wife. And even though they have kind of similar life experiences and life things going on, it is night and day different conversations that I'm having with both of them. And it is very interesting. And sometimes I do question myself with them because it's like at one end, I'm, I'm pushing one and saying, come on, like you can do so much better with this. And with another one, it's like, yeah, I think you need to take a step back. I think you need to chill out for a second and actually like, let's not work out today. Let's let's do some, just go for a walk. Let's do some breathing exercises, even though it's like the same situation, right? And so finding that balance and I never noticed it quite as heavily as I did with working with a couple, right? When it's like the same exact scenarios are going on, yet each, each person in that coupleship needs something different from me. And if I were to treat the husband like I treat the wife, would not work and vice versa if I treated him like I treat her it would not work so just finding that balance is it's really interesting
1: that's awesome kind of fun to hear two different sides of of the same experience because it's not the same experience you know everyone's experience of this life is just so different you know even siblings growing up in the same household They grow up with such different experiences, even though they had the quote unquote, same experiences, you know, so kind of funny that way. So I have a quick question for you. What would be your favorite growth moment that you've ever had with a client? Like for my growth or for their growth? (laughs) Their growth, like your favorite transformation to see. Oh,
0: Ooh, this is a good one. These people, (laughs) like, it's not the fat loss. It's not, like, of course, I love to help people with that, and it's amazing. But the coolest experiences for me are watching people's confidence come up through figuring out their balance and their strength. Like, I've got one client right now. We've been working together for probably almost a year now. Might even be a little bit over a year. and every time she does, sends me a form video, I just get like the butterflies in my heart where it's just like, oh my gosh, because she has come so far from being able to like not be able to do some of the most basic movements. Like her lunging, it's like we had to start with her just just practicing stepping forward, you know, and now she can do full lunges weighted. And it, that it just, it's like it's the most amazing thing to me and to just watch her blossom and become confident and be like, Oh my gosh, like she no longer has pain associated with her work. And that to me, that is more meaningful than any weight loss journey because a weight loss journey, it's, it's a journey. It's, it's a never ending thing. You're going to continue to gain weight. You're going to continue to lose weight. It's, it's going to go back and forth. And I feel like a a weight loss, or I like to say fat loss, I'm always shooting for fat loss. I don't care about weight too much, but that journey is more about the mentality than it is about you actually losing the weight or losing the fat. Um, where where this stuff, it's just, it's amazing. <laughs> it, is, it is so cool. And it gives me chills to watch my girls get stronger and watch them perform better and watch them move better and just have a better quality of life as well as better writing performance, too. I really love to see the changes when we can pull up, like, the writing videos and put them side by side and be like, dude, look at this. Like, it is so amazing how much you have changed from day one. Those are my favorites more than anything.
1: That's awesome. You can definitely tell how passionate you are about what you do.
0: <laughs> yeah, does my
1: voice change and everything? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, just the pride that you can hear in your voice. You're like, oh, that's my that's my girls.
0: (laughs) Oh, seriously. Seriously. I get almost like, I get so attached to every client who comes to me. It's like, oh, like, just tell me, how are you doing now? (laughs) So even after people leave with me, I love to keep in contact and just like, okay, where are you going next? Like, what are you doing? How, how's life? How's, how's your husband? Cause I just, I love it. I love being a part of people's lives.
1: That's awesome. So if there was one thing you could leave with our listeners that you want them to take away from this, what would you say? Oh my
0: gosh, there's so much. Um,
1: <laughs> I know, <laughs> like I have like question. five different
0: things come into my head at the same time. So one thing I think if there's one thing to take away and one thing to keep in your mind is there's no shame in getting help. And there's no shame in building your own tribe. And whether that's having a coach or having somebody, there's there's no shame in getting help in things that you feel like you should be able to do on your own. Cause I used to feel that so hard. And I'm, you know, I am I am a coach. And as I was coaching people, I always felt like, oh my gosh, I how come I can get them amazing results, but I can't get myself amazing results. And I'd get so frustrated. So I finally broke down and started hiring my own coaches. And like sure enough, like all of a sudden. Like they're telling me to do all the things that I would tell myself to do, but it does make a difference when you've got somebody who has your back, right? Who is there for you. So on the hard days or the good days, it just, it makes a big difference. And every time I sign on a new woman, that is, that is the hardest part for them is it's, you know, yeah, it's a financial commitment, but that has nothing to do with it. Really. It's, it's always that, like, they feel like they shouldn't need my help, they feel like they don't deserve it. They feel like they should be able to do everything by themselves. I get a lot of shoulds. Like, I should be able to do this, and I should be able to do that. And you know what? There, There is so much power in a tribe, and I feel like our day, we've done a disservice to women. Like, we are meant to be part of a tribe. We are meant to have, have women teaching us how to do different things and different tasks. We're meant to be sharing our skills and sharing our talents and helping each other grow. And we've gotten to a point where I feel like we all feel like we have to do everything on our own. And that's just not true. Like there's so much that I can share with you. There's so much Camry can share with you. There's so much that you guys can share with me and share with Camry. Like there's just, there's so much. And if you feel like what is holding you back from truly excelling your growth is that just throw it away. Like you deserve someone to have your back. You deserve someone to be there for you.
1: Amen to that. <laughs> Mike, drop. <laughs> well, I think we can sign off with that, man. That's some powerful stuff. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad you liked
0: it. <laughs> but no, really, I, I'm very passionate about that. And that's a big piece of my own journey. I always just felt like I needed to crawl up from the base by myself with no one there to help me. And that's how I would be powerful. And that's how I would be, you know, build my name or, or excel. And it's crazy to me to think back, like even in my horse journey, I would do that like, oh, I don't want to hire a trainer because one, it's embarrassing. I don't want them to see what it's like or what, that I don't know what I'm doing. But man, I wasted a lot of years, a lot of years wasting my time because I was too embarrassed to ask for somebody's help and ask for somebody's expertise. And now that I'm to a point where it's like, yeah, man, I've, I've hired a lot of coaches in the last couple of years and I've spent thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on coaches and I do that because it propels me forward like i am I am at a place with myself that I never thought I would be in my entire life like it never even crossed my mind to imagine myself being the person i am today because I was stunting my growth because I was too embarrassed to ask for help But now that I ask for help and I ask for help for everything and I'm, you know, I invest in it and I'm, I'm, I am committed to it and I'm dedicated to it, man, I've grown so much and it's, it's crazy. And I just, I get excited about the idea of like, who am I going to be next year? Like next year, I'm going to be so different and I'm going to look back at this time and I'm going to be like, who the heck was that? You know? And it's so cool to me. So instead of like me sitting back and spinning my wheels and wishing that I could have something different, I am I'm going for it, you know? And that's all because I'm asking for help and accepting
1: help. Love it. I love it. So in other words, guys, if you want Michaela to be part of your team and your tribe, hit her up. If you want me to be part of your team or your tribe, hit me up. Because <laughs> it's <laughs> yes. like Michaela said, we have things to learn from each other, you know? Sometimes we're the coaches and sometimes our uh, students are going to teach us something.
0: (laughs) Oh, 100%. I, my, my clients teach me so much (laughs) and Mm -hmm. I love it. But yes, our links are below. Contact us and always email us if you've got questions. You can email us personally or email our podcast email as well. If you've got something specifically about the podcast that you'd like to learn about or like, like us to talk about, go ahead and shoot it over and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to The Horsewoman Project. If you have a story to tell, please email us at thehorsewomanproject at gmail.com. Links to both of our websites, social pages, and emails will be added to the show notes, as well as any links that are mentioned or contact information for our guests. Talk to you next week.